So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one size fits all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, I want to pull back the layers around the finance industry to reveal a shocking reality. And that is that the majority of professionals, the very people that we go to to get financial guidance might not in fact be the wealth building experts that they claim to be. So I want to talk about everything from financial planners to accountants. And I want to actually deep dive into why, say, for example, their expertise around money management and tax may not actually translate into real wealth building. So where this actual podcast episode inspiration came from was I've had a number of conversations with a lot of teenagers in recent times who are fascinated with the topic of wealth building. And one of the conversations raised this issue that if you were in any way tagged to the wealth building industry or the money industry, then you must be a wealth building expert. And I guess that sparked an idea for me, which was I decided to create what I would call a money matrix or a matrix which had a list of professions across the top and then attributes down the side. And effectively what I was doing was putting ticks and crosses against each of the cross sections so that we could actually work out, is this in fact an area of expertise? And it was a fabulous exercise because if you think about all the people who are associated with the wealth industry or the money industry, you've got, you know, lawyers, conveyances, accountants, you've got insurance brokers, you've got financial planners, stockbrokers, you've got estate planners, you've got property lawyers, you've got mortgage brokers and other finance brokers, you have property managers, you've got real estate agents, you've got property specialists, you've got property specialists with and without track records, I should add. If you think about all the, you know, specific specific skills that you need to cultivate to actually be really good at building wealth. You have to be good at wealth management. You have to be good at money management, good at having property contracts, building contracts, portfolio assessments, property selections, and the list goes on and on and on. And the point I'm trying to drive home here is if you list all of those professions across the top and then list all of the attributes down one side, you can start to actually, when you know the industries well, put ticks and crosses against each of those people. So I wanted to really start with the profession that I come from, which is accountants. And most people assume that accountants must be really good at building wealth. In fact, if you look at most people that work in accounting firms, they are beautifully dressed. They usually have very plush offices. They give off the vibe of like super or uber successful people. And 
The reality is, and I know this because I've been in the industry firsthand and I've also coached and mentored a lot of people who ran accounting firms. And what I know to be 100% true is they are a little bit like ducks. You know, what you see on the top isn't necessarily indicative of what's happening underneath the water. And for many people in this profession, although they do earn really good money, they in their own world are terrible at money management and wealth building. It's not always the case, but in the vast majority of cases, a lot of accountants that I know have had mediocre at best results with their personal wealth building. So when we think about the skill set that accountants have, you know, what I would put a great big green tick next to is that they are awesome at, say, for example, money management. They are awesome at preparing tax returns. They know about structuring. They know how to structure for tax effectiveness, for asset protection. They know about, in some cases, retirement, and they know about how to, you know, sell services. I would put accountants in this category of people who are, they're sort of jack of all trades to some degree. They know a little bit about a lot of topics. They certainly appear to be the most qualified person, the most trustworthy person when it comes to who do you go to when you have questions about what you should do with your wealth. The reality, on the other hand, is that they don't really know a lot about growing wealth. They don't know a lot necessarily about property. They certainly are not educated in anything other than how to run the numbers on property. They couldn't, for example, necessarily tell you from a qualitative point of view, the difference between a good deal and a bad deal. They could account for it. They could give you a, a good profit and loss. And, you know, for some people, that's half the journey. You know, they may be, you know, big question mark around their capacity to help you select a property or even think about managing a portfolio of investments. You know, I think the reason I'm bringing this up is it's really important to understand that if you are looking for an accountant who can kind of give you that, you know, very broad advice, you've actually got to search pretty hard because, you know, in my experience, a lot of accountants are fairly vanilla. They stick with compliance and they don't really extend beyond that. And part of the issue for them, and it's not really their fault, is they are a good accountant is really up to their eyeballs in terms of workload, just trying to stay afloat with compliance. The next group of professionals that I want to pick on are what I, for better want of a word, they're wealth planners or financial planners. So these are people who, particularly in, you know, most countries have some level of certification to be able to give advice around, you know, this idea of wealth. The truth is that historically financial planners were not well trained. They were kind of an evolution from the insurance industry. And effectively, the vast majority of financial planners are really glorified salespeople for specific products, for specific funds. Now, that's not necessarily true across the board. And and we have to kind of distinguish between those that can and who do have a genuine interest in wealth building and those that do not. But the major issue with financial planners is the vast majority of them earn income from the other side of the table. So not from the side of the table that has your best interest at heart, but from, you know, funds under management or the products that they put you in. So if I were to think about what a financial planner is probably going to be good at when we think about attributes, if I go to my matrix, I can see that I would probably put a loose green tick around the subject of wealth management, because obviously that's what we're thinking they're trained in. Um, Money management, yes, another green tick. 
But when it comes to property investing, I put a big fat red cross because the vast majority of them have no training in that subject matter. They may add it in later. And there are certainly a lot of financial planners that do specialize in real estate, but the vast majority know nothing about it. And yet so many people will go to their financial planner and say, can you help me make a decision about real estate. If I think about insurances, they are one of the most highly qualified professions when it comes to evaluating insurances. But again, my big beef with that is that they get paid from the wrong side of the table. So there are in fact a lot of people out there that have an interest in over-insuring you. Then we look at things like retirement planning and absolutely hands down, they are experts in retirement planning. They know the ins and outs of what you can and can't do, the best ways to structure, those sorts of things. And so there are definitely some things that you would only go to financial planners for. And so I guess the reason I'm picking on those two professions is because so many people think that they are the one-stop shop, that they can offer you across the board advice about everything from finance through to wealth building, through to real estate in investing, the whole gamut. And so really, I don't want to go too much more into this particular kind of other professions, but this episode was really geared to help you pause and think about who you are relying on for advice right now. Reality is that it's very hard to find someone who can kind of have expertise in all of the areas that you might require during your life when it comes to building your wealth. So the question I want to leave you with is not only who have you got right now, but are they serving you right now? One of the things I found in my own wealth journey is that sometimes I would start working with a professional and they were awesome. And then within a short space of time, I realized I had outgrown them. I had overtaken their knowledge base on a particular topic. So it's really important to recognize when you outgrow someone, even in the space of accountants, there are accountants who are great for startup business owners. Then there are accountants who are great for business owners that are trying to scale. Then there are accountants who are awesome for industry specialists like tradies or things like that. And, you know, the list goes on and on. So it's really important to be asking the question, not just Does this person have the right training? Who do they work with? Who are they great at working with? And have I outgrown the person that I'm with? I hope this has been useful, guys. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to incosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.